The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. And that's because the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe has some great features like the available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, and much, much more. So think about those places that you want to go, the things that you'd like to do this weekend and where the Santa Fe can take you. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Welcome to the First Cup Podcast. I'm Greg Ducharme, joined today by Kyle Porter uh, as we as we wrap up the Waste Management Phoenix Open and Another playoff on the PGA Tour, an exciting one at that. We had this was this was the nice guy playoff. We had Tony Finau and Webb Simpson in a playoff. Webb Simpson getting the job done there with uh, birdies on the 18th hole, both in regulation and in the playoff. Kyle, you had to rewrite your story again here tonight. What what's going on with that? What's your take? <laughs> I did have to rewrite it. I had the whole thing written. We we're ready to rock and roll, and of course, Webb. Uh, what was his? How far was the putt in in regulation? Was it like 20 feet? It looks like it looks like about 20 feet, but yeah, I think it. Uh, I'll get that exact number here. But you know, I. It was interesting because he so he goes in the water off 15 off the tee, and you're like, well, this is over. Yeah. But then, but then Finau didn't really capitalize on 15, and Webb kind of rebounded, and then he birdies the last two, and I don't know, it just it felt like. As good of a win as it was for Webb, it felt like a big kind of whiff for Finau. I mean, to lead by two with two to go and to lose it in a playoff, you know, I, I don't, uh, I think Finau's great. I think that, look, all the caveats. I think we overrate winning. I think wins don't matter as much as people think, but also like you have to win and he doesn't win and he's, he's in all these tournaments and he doesn't win them. And that, that has to matter on some level. So I don't know. A, a lot of different takeaways. I guess that would be my biggest one is is about Finau, though. And that that putt Webb Simpson made was 17 feet five inches. It was a it was a great putt. You're right with Tony. I mean, we love him. Everybody loves Tony Finau. There's never uh, anybody who, who dislikes Tony. He kind of gets a little bit of a benefit of the doubt, right? We're, we don't really give him a hard time for not winning. But this one, it stings. I mean, it's not like he he didn't handed away completely, so to speak, after making a really nice birdie on 13, which when he made that putt on 13, uh, that I know it was a short one, but I kind of, I really felt like, uh, like, like that was a, a kind of a defining putt. It was a nine foot putt, nine feet, five inches there on 13. And when he made that, I said, okay, this is really Tony's tournament. And then Webb hits it in the water on 15. But Tony, again, kind of in that same range, even a little shorter, seven feet, nine inches, he has a, a, the chance on 15 and misses. And that's when all of a sudden the putting shows up. It, it really starts to show the weakness in his game, if you will. And it, it almost feels like, I know you love uh, strokes game, Kyle. Tony was fifth in strokes game putting for the week. Do you think it feels like he, he wasted his good putting week? Yeah, for I mean, for sure. I, I, yeah. So he's top ten. He finished ninth tee to green, uh, which is is really good. But I don't know. I, I, you know, I I think we're talking about something that it's it's difficult to to kind of quantify with strokes gained. It, it's that sort of uh, intangible thing where it's like you just gotta win, you know. And I I think that I don't know, like. 
the putt on 18 in regulation. There's it, you know, I wrote the, I feel kind of bad about this, but I wrote this in my, in my article as Tongan Ricky Fowler. You know, it's just kind yeah. of what it is right now. And that doesn't mean he's not great. He is. He's super talented, but at some point, you got to win a full field event, a non-opposite field event, to be considered one of the uh, one of the best players in the game, and and he he hasn't done it. And on the other hand, Webb has. I mean, Webb is sort of like the epitome of what I'm talking about, where like he's in it a lot, and he'll win every once in a while just because he's in it a lot. And Finau, he's in it probably even more than Webb, but he doesn't win him. So I don't know. It's it's kind of uh, they're two really interesting guys, I think, to talk about. Here's the thing about Webb Simpson. He, it, you're right. He's similar. Like if you look back at Webb since June of last year, tied second at the RBC Canadian Open, solo second at the FedEx St. Jude Invitational, solo second at the Wyndham, solo second at the RSM, third at the Sony Open, right? He's in the mix a lot. And it's kind of a while since he won. He hasn't won since the players in 2018. So it's been a little while, but he's been in the mix with Webb though. It, it's not like he's giving away these chances. Webb is getting into the top two or getting into the top three with great Sunday scoring. I mean, you look at his, his uh, round four scoring average, he's 11th on tour um, in, in the 2020 season. And if you go back to 2019, it's much of the same story. Uh, he's actually third, 68. He averaged 68.53 in round four scoring average last year. I mean, that's a guy that is clutch. He steps up and hits great shots when he needs to. And, and he is kind of the telling the story of, Hey, it's really hard to win on the PGA tour. Whereas Tony, to me, is telling a different story. Whereas the pressure of the PGA Tour, it makes it really hard to win. Webb is, seems to be getting beat in the final rounds until today. Whereas Finau seems to maybe he doesn't quite take advantage as much as he would like. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, for sure. I, I think the narratives though are such a thin. It's such a thin margin between narratives, right? Because like, let's say let's say Webb lips out the putt on 18 in regulation. And loses by one, and then we look back on 15, which he bogey made a six on, and hit it in the water, and we're like, well, he kind of he kind of blew his opportunity to get into a playoff. I know that's what uh, that's not actually what happened, but the way that we talk about these guys, and I, I always say this, it's just the margins of it are so thin. But to your point, like if you go back to even last year's Masters, Webb doesn't have a finish outside the top 30 uh, since the 2018 Masters top 30 every every single event do you think he's the most underrated player in the game yeah i do i think it's him or maybe jt and i think jt is i think people i think people understand how good i I think people know more about jt because he's he's more in the mix but i don't think people understand how good either of those guys are and uh yeah i think it's one of those maybe i would throw rom in there maybe um, but yeah, all, all three of those guys are super underrated. Webb Simpson is so skillful. I mean, the thing that I love about Webb, like just, Justin Thomas, he pounds the ball. He hits it a mile in the air. He is um, kind of like exactly what the modern day PGA Tour player is. John Rahm is the same thing. They're these really long hitters that don't really have any weaknesses in their game. You look at Webb and Webb has... Webb has a built-in weakness. If you're if you're a stats guy and you're searching through pages, you look at Webb and across the board, he's extremely good in all of his statistical categories except strokes gained off the tee. And the re- yeah. there's no secret for that. It, it's almost like it's just built in. He doesn't have the speed these other guys have. He averages 288 yards off the tee. That is so short on the PGA Tour. It, it's a joke. But 
the skills that he has in the other areas, his iron play is phenomenal every single year. I mean, he is such a good uh, approach the green player. He is so good around the greens. That short game is so skillful. And the putting, man, with the the arm lock putting, for him to come back from basically what happened to him with the the rules, with the anchor band, he was a a very good putter with a a belly putter and went through a little bit of a a rough stretch after the anchor band and, and has found his way back. He's found a method that really works for him. And, and that, all that does is allow him to showcase what he's made up, what's on the inside. And what he's made up, what he's made up of is finishing with three threes in regulation and then making a birdie in the playoff again. He's unafraid in the moment. And I, I agree. He's just, he is simply underrated. Yeah. I think, you know, I, I went on the No Line Out podcast at the end of 2019 over Christmas and they, they, one of the questions was, who's the forgotten man? And I said, it's, it's Webb. And, I think that we think when we think about Webb, we think about, oh yeah, he's a good player. You know, he's he's fine. Like he's been on some international teams. He won that that weird U.S. Open. He had that really great players. But look, the reality is that Webb is way better than Ricky Fowler right now. He's better than Tommy Fleetwood oh. right now. He's better than Adam Scott right now. He's better than. Uh, Bryson DeChambeau right now. He's better than all, all these guys. You're like, hey, Webb's, Webb's like a lot better. And, and I think you can make the case when you start talking about, like, who's a better player right now, DJ or Webb? It's not even close. It's Webb. And it's, it's like, I realize that it sounds kind of crazy to say, but it's also statistically and empirically true based on what I've watched and what he's done. And it's kind of cool. Like, I, I, I like Webb. He, uh, you know, he, he is a, um, he's a good dude and he's a really good player right now. And, uh, that's, I don't know. He's kind of low key fun to root for if you're a golf fan. He absolutely is. Cause he's kind of, he's kind of like us, right? He, he doesn't have that, that built in advantage of distance and he just still finds a way to compete. And the amazing thing about it, typically guys like that, guys like Webb who are, Really, really good players. Like I think of a, a Kevin Na. Like I almost put Kevin Na and Webb Simpson in a similar bucket until you start yeah. to really look at how they finish. But what Kevin Na does is he pops up from week week to week. When he gets on a course that's favorable for him, he pops up and he plays really well. The cool thing about Webb is he doesn't need the course to be favorable for him. He he may every every golf course is favorable for him right now. He's like a Dustin Johnson in that he can win any week. He contends every single week. The consistency that he has shown has been, I'll say, surprising. I didn't, I didn't see Webb in that light. And, and since basically, as you mentioned, Masters of last year, Webb has really shined through. I mean, we had this conversation, Michael and I had this conversation about Webb being a potential Hall of Famer. And I know. when he won, the, when he, after he won the players. And it was kind of like, well, he's got a long way to go. I know he's eligible now with the U.S. Open and a players, but these these second place finishes, these these great finishes, week in and week out, this consistency has to go for something. What do you make of Webb and the Hall of Fame? Do you think he's a long way off, or do you think he's close? No, I think he's one one major away, right? I mean, I I think he'll pick off a couple. And, and I talked about this with somebody. It might have been Rick uh, earlier, maybe a couple months ago. Just he's gonna he's gonna over the next two or three or four years he's gonna win some you know i i i don't know how much maybe that's six times maybe it's two more i i don't know but he's playing too well to not win at least a little bit um 
so yeah, I mean, the thing for him is just is majors, you know, and he goes T5 last year at the Masters. That's his best ever finish at Augusta. He, he is, he is, he is a better golfer right now than I think he's ever been before. And certainly better, I, I think, than when he won the, the U.S. Open in, what was that, 2012 at Olympic? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, look, like, this is, again, this is, sounds crazy to say, but I think Webb is, a better golfer than Tiger Woods right now. They're ranked six and se- Tiger six, wow. Webb's Webb seven in the in the OWGR. I think Webb's better. He's more consistent. You don't have to worry about the injury stuff. It doesn't look as pretty, but the way he gets the job done, he's like the yeah. ultimate everyman. Like it doesn't. It's not always pretty. It's not three forty off the tee. You know, you don't get the 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 fist pumps like Tiger and Kepka. He's not cool like Kepka, but he is uh he's kind of the man right now and it's it's been fun to watch. It's so cool to see him get that win cuz it does kind of bring to light that question. Is he can he compete with Tiger Woods? I mean Tiger Woods, you it, it, I got to be honest, it sounds crazy when you say that. I don't know if I agree. I don't think that Webb is necessarily better than Tiger. The thing he definitely has the injury thing on his side. There's there's no chance of uh, well, far less of a chance of Webb getting injured than there is Tiger. Tiger could come out not feeling well one day, and, and you know the, he, he could be leading the tournament after Thursday, and on Saturday he just isn't feeling very well, and he you know can give a tournament up. That I think comes with the territory of Tiger Woods. Um, I, I'm not sure that Webb has all the the shots that Tiger does. I think when Tiger's range is just so much more, but again, it's this built-in ability of of distance and. Tiger's still pretty consistent. I mean, he, he had a kind of a slow weekend at the Farmers, and it ends up being a T8. And a slow weekend after that Saturday morning, the front nine on Saturday, that charge. You know, it just kind of slowed down. But but I, I think Tiger's bad week is still better than Webb's bad week. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but Webb doesn't have bad weeks. He hasn't finished outside the top 30 in a year. Yeah, it's a fair point. It's a fair point. <laughs> and so I mean, it's, it's, like, it's a great point. It, and so, you know, I think – Look, you can make a case for either side. You probably have a stronger case for Tiger, definitely, right now. But I, 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 I think you can make a real case for Webb. And I think that sounds crazy to people who aren't following this super closely. The other thing with Webb, like, who's a, who's more foundation? I can't believe this is a thing that I'm saying right now, but who's more foundational to the 2020 Ryder Cup team for the U.S. side than Webb Simpson? Man. Like, who, who, isn't that crazy? It is. Like, it really it's Webb, is. It's Webb, it's JT, Kepka, I, I guess, if he's not hurt, which I, I think he's fine. DJ had a terrible end to 2019. Uh, you know, I'd, I'd probably throw like Xander and Cantlay up there, depending on, you know, how they, they play out the year. But Patrick Reed, you going to trust him in a Ryder Cup? I don't know. Spieth, no. Bryson, eh. Uh, right. Yeah, so like... I, it's again, some of this stuff sounds crazy, but right now at where we're at February 2nd, 2020, it's also true. Well, here's what I'd say on, on that Ryder cup. And I love how we get into, we end up getting into Ryder cup here all the time. It's February sure. 2nd and we get into the Ryder cup conversation. The but the thing, the thing is about Brooks is he, he's trying out his third driver and that, that's good. He had a little knee injury. It hasn't gone great for him this year, but this is Brooks Kepka's MO. He lulls you to sleep. And right when everybody stops talking about him, somebody's going to come out and make some comment about Brooks Kepka and how he can't find a driver that works for him. And all of a sudden he's going to go out and win at Augusta. It's going to be something like that. So I, 
I still, I think Brooks is right where kind of Brooks has us right where he wants us, where we're kind of forgetting about him, even though he's number one in the world. So Brooks is going to be a stalwart on that team. DJ had a, a very weak end to 2019, as you mentioned. I think that had to do with his knee. And I think you see Dustin Johnson come out with, um, with a, with a really nice finish this past week, coming in second place at the Saudi International. I think Dustin's going to have a nice week next week. And you may see him pick up his win for the, what is it, 12th season in a row on the PGA Tour. So I, I, <laughs> DJ, I think, is, is kind of falling into that forgotten category, too. But I think it's a function of the time of year. And, and that's where I go with this. But you're right. You're absolutely right on. Webb Simpson is right there. And I would say he's been playing better than Justin Thomas, another guy you mentioned. He's been playing better than Xander Shoffley. And he's been playing better than Patrick Cantlay. Um, yeah. The only two guys that I, I have a little argue, a little contention with is DJ and Brooks, because I, I think they right now are in the place they are because of injury and time of year. I think those are the two things that kind of hold them back. Yeah, and we don't need to get into this. I just don't know if I trust DJ in a in a team event right now. He's been kind of not very good over the last couple, Paris and, and then Australia last year. Uh, I know he's coming yeah. off the injury last year, but he's just been like – I don't know. I just don't totally know what I'm getting. Anyway, we don't need to talk about the Ryder Cup, even though I could if you want to. Well, I love talking about it, but we got the rest of the year to talk about it. So let's talk about another guy here who um, we, we just said Webb is playing better than, but he's still playing pretty good. That's Justin Thomas. Uh, a little top five finish with a 65 on Sunday. Um, he, he did get the edge on John Rahm, who uh, with finished T9 with a, a Sunday, only oh, 70 on Sunday, one under par. I kind of thought John Rahm was going to get the better of Justin Thomas this week. I know this was an interesting matchup. These two players were the class of the field. What did you make of JT's performance? Well, you know, it, it was funny because he shoots 65 on Sunday and he immediately goes on with Amanda Balionis and says, yeah, I'm just not playing that well right now. And you're like, yeah. Okay, well, you finished what T three? You're you know three back, birdie four the last six. Uh, his strokes gained. You know he he hit it really well on Sunday. He finished twelfth from T to green uh, and fifteenth in putting. So I don't know. You know he wasn't. He's he's probably right. It wasn't his best stuff. I love the uh, the lower Marion Kobe jersey on sixteen. I thought that was uh, yeah the the best thing he did all week. Very but, cool. You know, I think the thing for JT is, and he's done this consistently over the course of his career, is raising his floor. We're talking about yes. how good are you? How good are you in your worst week? And I think he's raised his floor significantly. And I think that, you know, he missed a cut at Sony, so you could argue against that. But I do think his floor is a lot higher now than it was three years ago, five years ago, whatever. And 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 I still think. He has a ways to go there because I think a lot of that is is mental, and I think he's grown a lot. But I think he he could still. I think there's still room for growth there. I think there is too. But you look at this bad week, right? In his bad week, he's 17th off the tee, 17th approach the green, 12th uh, 12th tee to green, 16th putting. Right. All of a sudden, these things are just kind of very average, and he's very well rounded. And that is the mark of a great player because he, he doesn't rely on one area of his game. All the areas of his game can bail him out. And this is what Justin Rose was saying in 2018 when he was getting to number one in the world. It was the best that he had ever played. And he, he said, any part of my game can bail me out right now. And, and yeah. that's what we see with JT. Now, nothing excelled, 
But all he has to do is have a great week with his irons, an exceptionally great week with a putter, and all of a sudden you're going to see him win. Because if it's average, he's right there in the mix and just doesn't get, you know, he's not holding the trophy, but he's still right there. So his kind of not great play puts him in, in this spot beating a guy like John Rahm. I mean, it, it's really fun to watch, uh, and it's exciting. I think Justin Thomas is suiting up for a great year this year. But I mentioned the matchup with he and John Rahm. I want to get your thoughts on John Rahm. And I think these two players, Justin Thomas and John Rahm, are at very comparable levels um, in, in their game right now. And I want to know who you think for the season uh, or, or kind of over a long period of time, who do you think is the better player? And that is uh, that's a great question because, you know, Rahm is kind of the better version of Webb. If you go back to last summer, uh, he's won like three or four times. Everything's like T3, T3, T4, T7, T2. And you're like, man, does this guy have off weeks? I mean, he missed the cut at Dunhill Links last fall, and that's kind of it. Uh, he almost won Tory. He has just – you don't even, like, hear his name, and he finishes T9 at, at Phoenix. So I uh, I don't know. I, I think I would go JT, um, but I, I have no reason for that other than, like, I like his swing better. Like, that's, that's like, literally yeah. my only reason. And, and I don't – you know, I think they've both grown a lot mentally and figured out like what works for them in big situations. Uh, I think that, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I would go, G, go JT, but barely. Uh, it's such a close one. I mean, you can't be wrong here. That, that's why I asked the question because I, I think it's so tight. Um, John Romswing is incredibly simple. He just doesn't play bad rounds of golf. He, he, he gets into stretches where, he, it might get away from him a little bit and it gets sloppy, but it doesn't put him out of a tournament. And it, it's impressive to watch. And Justin Thomas, you're right, he's matured a lot as well. For a guy that was, has been mature from, for, a very, uh, for a very long time now, he continues to mature. And I would say before this week, I was very pro-Rom in this debate. I thought Rom would get the better of JT this week. I, just, I thought that Rom had the higher floor. Uh, than JT for reasons that you just kind of pointed out. But Justin Thomas is really kind of... This week, especially, he's kind of piqued my interest. He's kind of changing my mind a little bit. I'm I'm not quite there yet with you to say Justin Thomas by a little bit. I think I'm still on the ROM side, but JT has closed the gap to the point where I mean it, it's basically a coin flip for me. These two guys are a a um, a flip them here. Um, choose choose your side, heads or tails, right? Is it's Super Bowl Sunday? I, I don't know which to choose, but I, I give ROM a very slight edge. So it's very interesting to see. Um, and, and exciting times for the PGA Tour because you've got these two guys in DJ and Brooks that are forgotten about. We don't we, we don't really talk about them right now this time of year a lot. And then you have Rom and JT, and don't forget about Tiger. And these guys are <laughs> – and then you got Cantlin, Shoffley, and Webb, right? Webb, the most underrated guy who's did just still isn't going to get mentioned. So the very exciting time on the PGA Tour here. And uh, you know what it, you know what it does? Kyle, it makes it very exciting in your one-and-done pools, and that's what I want to get to now. So in the one-and-done this week, let's see. Kyle, you had this week Corey Connors. Uh, it, it didn't quite go great, although he did make the cut. How are you feeling about your position overall? Right now you're in the in the four spot behind our producer, Jacob. Uh, how, do you, how are you feeling right now? Uh, not great. And the reason I'm not feeling great is because I, I, I was trying to pick between Webb and Corey Connors and uh, I picked the wrong one. I almost changed it to Webb at the very end, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to shoot my shot right here. Connors had like four straight top twenties or something like that. Yeah. And, uh, I just, 
I couldn't pull the, I don't know. I don't know why I went Connors, but I don't know. You know, I, I, I've used a pick on somebody in Connors who I probably, you know, I don't, I don't, it, it's good that he got points, I guess is what I'll say. Yeah. So I'm, I'm okay. It's early. I still got, I still got the most underrated player in the world, Webb, to use later on. I'll probably, I'll probably start him at the Wyndham and he'll win that. So we'll be good. Yeah, it's a good point. I mean, he's got, there are a lot of places where Webb has a great chance of winning. Wyndham is definitely one. It's a guy that you want to, you want to get a win out of Webb when you start him. You don't want to get a, uh, you don't, you don't want to get like a, a 10th or 15th place finish. Like pretty much like we got out of Hideki Matsuyama. He came in 16th for the tournament. That was my pick for the week. I was a little disappointed with that, uh, with that Friday round. I mean, he nearly missed the cut. He, he yeah. was able to rebound with a good round on Saturday. Uh, so I would say I'm a little disappointed in Hideki. I thought the T16 there was on the weak side for him. And I really, I, I think that's about as low as I could go with him. Um, so, you know, is Hideki a guy you're going to choose somewhere else? Probably not. So I still, I'm, I like you. I feel pretty good. I don't feel like I wasted a player here. I don't feel like there's a guy that I think can win a major championship that I played and didn't do very well. Um, so like Justin Rose, uh, Rick picked Justin Rose at the Farmers and, and he didn't Tough. play very well, right? And that's yeah. like a guy that can win a major. So I feel like I haven't burned anything yet, just like you. And I, I think that these were good guys to have kind of slow weeks on. Yeah, Jacob, our producer, taking Bubba was was big time because I, I I don't even like I haven't thought about Bubba in like two years. Yeah, and uh, he goes out in in T three and played great. Um, so yeah, it's long season, long way all, to go. All I gotta say is watch out for Bubba at the Genesis. Genesis I know, and Travelers. I know right? he's playing know. well like this. Those kind of events are, I mean, he's probably, Bubba's probably going to get a win. And we always, I, this always happens with him. We forget about him and then he comes back and does something great. We forget yep. about him and then he comes back and does something great. So yep. it'll be exciting to see here. He'll be in it at Riviera for sure. So very exciting. Well, hey, uh, that's all we, I know it's the Super Bowl weekend here. It's Super Bowl Sunday. So we're going to get, uh, we're going to take a break and we're going to go watch that. Um, we're not going to take a break. This is, uh, this is all we have for you today. So Kyle, it's great to, <laughs> It was great to be with you tonight. Uh, great job, as always. Good job with your picks here. And, uh, and hey, we'll be back later on this week with more. So that's it for the First Cut Podcast tonight. I'm Greg Ducharme. You can get me on Twitter, at TheRealGFD. And Kyle Porter, you can get on Twitter, at KylePorterCBS. Uh, thanks so much for joining. We'll see you next time. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event.
Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.